All right, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Sell by Being Human podcast. I'm your host, Alex Smith, and this is the podcast where we learn from people in all walks of life who sell things through the lens of human connection. I think we can learn human skills through people all around us, and this is the podcast and the place where we bring the very best of those people together. So this is someone I'm excited for all of you to meet. This is someone new I met, you know, just even uh, a month ago through a, a great event connecting people in, in Tampa Bay. This is person who is a co-founder and CEO of an awesome company I just found out about called SendSpark. They're, they're creating some awesome tools to help salespeople, marketers, customer success people, all sorts of different roles, create personalized videos at scale. She's been a head of marketing in tech. She's just, uh, you know, actually throughout her career, worn a lot of different hats uh, throughout her career in, in different areas that we'll talk about. I'm, I'm just so excited. I met her literally at the end of my night, which I feel like was, was, was you met, you meet the best people at bars at the, at the closing of your night when you're about to go home sometimes. And I also uh, am, am very grateful for a, for a hat she gave me. I am so pleased to welcome none other than Bethany Stackenfeld to the podcast. Welcome, Bethany. Thank you, Alex, for having me. All right. And hopefully I, I got your last name right. You know, you I, know, I don't it. know. Okay, awesome. Bethany, like I said, you know, I, I, I really kept on talking to you because I'm I, I I felt like how you know emotional and how like really bought in and how much you really do care about video and, and the product that you've built with your co-founder and you know, just everything about like just the the things that people get wrong and things that you know, why people aren't using it more. And I feel like this is something that, you know, really helps people just start using it more. Before we get into some of the products and stuff like that, I always ask people like a signature question. I love your take on this this question because it goes to, to I think, why you created your company in video. So when I say the, the, the term to you, Bethany, sell something, but sell it by being human, what does that mean? mean to you and and what do you think about when i when i say that phrase to you yeah i mean when i hear sell it by being human i hear like well what's the opposite what's something that would be inhuman and i think to be i mean to be human is to be empathetic and to be connected versus like a robot is programmed to do a certain thing and they're not like feeling with you so by being human it's about like really understanding where the person's coming from, you know, maybe the what's in it for them and even more than what they say, but what do they really want? What do they really care about? And how can you match, you know, your, your solution to, to make, like match their needs? Yeah. I, I you know, I had uh, asked everybody that and you're the first person to actually like flipped it. Like what's the opposite, you know, like we never like think about that. Like we know what that feels like as a, uh, maybe as anybody that's gotten a maybe a telemarketing call or a robo call or just something that you're like this was not even for me you know not like just was it from a script. or is reading from a script or just emotion or is like it was like uh, it was it, it, it just the the feeling of it and I like how you went to the emotion of it the feeling of it felt impersonal it felt truly like that person was selling at me uh, or to me not you know, with me or um, for me or anything like that. And, you know, I'm curious, like a lot of people don't pick up on these situations throughout all, you know, areas of our lives, like where people are selling things to us and they feel like 
it's just I'm I'm another dollar to them versus oh I'm a I am a true person to them I'm I'm a human being that thinks and feels certain things and has a whole experience behind me so I'm curious before getting into kind of like how your product kind of solves for some of this stuff in the sales process I'm curious like if you can think back because I always love teasing out some of these skills that a lot of people don't really know or feel like our sales skills, but I, I think they are like when you were just, you know, kind of growing up or even, you know, just throughout your career, can you think of those experiences or people that made you feel like personal or that you felt that that, that person, they went above and beyond what normal people are doing in a similar situation to really connect with people on a human level can you can you think of those people and if so who are they and what 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 do you think they did really really well yeah i have a couple friends that come to mind who just are really good at following up and keeping in touch and i think that's such an underrated personality trait to like really care you know even friends you don't talk to in three months and they're like wait how how's your dad doing he had he had surgery is he okay and you know how's your company like people who are like checking in following up um and building like continuing to build a relationship even when you're apart and you know you're so busy the day-to-day i move around all the time i'm not in a city where i've you know i've been in tattanooga tennessee for six months i didn't know anyone here before i moved here so there's just a few friends that come to mind who've like made the effort to follow up and keep in touch. And I think, you know, they're, they're great salespeople. None of them would call themselves a salesperson, but that's really important. Yeah. Just that, you know, that thread that you connect people through, like it, it shows, oh, that I, I actually, I've had conversations with you before and you were invested in those conversations before. And even that like simple thing, hey, the last time we talked, you were dealing with X, Y, Z. How is that now? Right. And, and, and going through things. Yeah, I love that. So yeah, tell me a little bit about, you know, a lot of people maybe know like, you know, that, hey, for the last couple of years, especially with COVID, people are kind of, if you're in sales, you know this, that, you know, more, more technologies have come into the marketplace of, you know, kind of personalizing outreach and sending videos. And there's definitely a, a few players, a lot of players now in the video space. Like talk to me a little bit about like, you know, how, like, like why, why, why did you think video was like the, the right kind of pathway to go down to kind of connect to people on that level? And maybe yeah. were there videos, were there things that you were sent that were like, oh, wow, you can remember that still from an early age, even before you started the company of videos that you felt, wow, this person really gets me. Yeah. Um, so I'll answer that question, like why video? And then I'll also answer like why personalized video at scale, yeah. which is like a different way. So when you, I think when you think of video, especially when you're in sales, you're thinking of Vidyard, you're thinking of Loom, you're thinking of these tools that help you record an individual video and send it off. Yeah. And at my last company, I was like, I was running marketing, aka the only marketer because it's a startup, so kind of doing a lot of things. And we found that video was just really effective, especially as a startup. We were trying to show, you know, why are we doing stuff that people didn't do before? Like there are legacy players in the space. Why should someone trust a company with 10 people? It's been around for three years. You know, you have to prove that. And video can really help you do that. But the problem is it just it takes so long to create a video for a person that you end up not doing it. Like even if it converts, the time ROI 
is often not there. And so you're forced to just like not do it at all. So even though that could theoretically be better, you're just not able to do it. Um, and the reason that we started SenseBark, even though like Vidyard, Loom, other players were in the space, was thinking about, well, if you can categorize your list by, you know, your contacts by cohorts and lists and like different, different criteria that separates them and find something unifying between that group, you can make one video for that group you're still able to communicate with video, get like yourself across, and then you can use AI to like change the name and some like subtle things. And now you're actually able to use video um, in a way that you just wouldn't have actually done before because it wasn't scalable. Um, yeah, I mean, I always thought that like, I, you know, if I'm going to like, so I'm uh, as a salesperson, like for me to do video, it's just a one-off thing. And it took time, you know, for me to, you know, think about the script, maybe write a script. I think I was talking to you at the bar. Like I, I might have to like put a cue card in front of my eyes so I can, you know, not have to just memorize something and make sure that I say everything right and, you know, kind of rehearse it. And, you know, maybe I'm doing multiple takes and, you know, and then after I've done all those things, it's like an hour, an hour and a half later and I sent the video. But like I could have done like 10 or 20, still very personalized, but I didn't have that kind of tool. So I think... I feel like maybe that was like, as soon as you explained it to me, I was like, that was kind of my thought of that's where I could see like a real need for this and helping people, you know, create, you know, multiple of these touch points in like a short amount of time. Yeah. And you often hear people saying, cause it's so normal. It's so normal to like do multiple takes and try to get your video really good. And you always hear people being like, ah, oh, don't worry, just ship it. And, you know, I'm totally on that train too, don't get me wrong. You should just ship it. But speaking of being human, it's human to be self-conscious and to want yourself to look good and like feel like you're communicating clearly. And so it's not a bad thing to do multiple takes. You just have to be realistic. Hey, it's going to take me multiple takes. Maybe I should try to get more use out of a single video and personalize, you know, on a wider level than the individual. And in some cases, of course, there's always cases to make yeah. a video person, but a lot yeah. of times you be more efficient. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. At the end of the day, um, like I, I could see like, I mean, even though this is like directed at like salespeople, customer success, maybe, you know, kind of like, you know, kind of the revenue positions at a company, like just in business today, like think of yourself, like when was the last time anyone at your company just sent you maybe a, like a minute or two minute video to respond to maybe an email or a minute video to respond to, you know, um, a, a LinkedIn message or, you know, even a, f a phone message, right? It's just like, it's different. People are like, oh, what is this? And like, I'll take the time to watch that because they took the time to, to make it. And yeah, you know, I can, I can see people like not wanting to know the, this type of a skill, but I feel like this is a skill set. If we're thinking about what, what's a skill set that like five years from now, 10 years from now, we wish we would have learned. It's how yeah. to maybe communicate through video or skills we would we didn't need five or ten years ago, but we'll need in this in our you know just a new workplace economy. It's it's that right? I mean, a hundred percent because it's you know it's funny is we are we are you know sales revenue that's what SenseSpark focuses on marketing automation. But I well, like last week I was interviewing some people who are using the product and so many of them were saying that they were using it to get jobs. And that they had gotten, you know, there were jobs in sales. So they had reached out, they'd sent videos, they did different things and, you know, stood out, were able to show 
if they're able to communicate clearly. And it's kind of funny because I hadn't even really thought of that use case. But I think you're right. It's just an important skill. What because you maybe that's the point of the podcast, right? Like you're always selling. Like you know whether you're interviewing for a job or communicating internally and trying to push your project along. It's a really important skill to be able to to make videos that are effective. Yeah, you brought you brought me back to my job search process. So like I didn't know about you back in um, you know maybe when you were first starting out in 2019. But yeah, that's what I did. Like to get my job. After interviews, like I would follow up and say, well, actually, even before that, a lot of people don't know this about me, but at Docebo, where I work now, um, I heard of this guy, um, Austin Belsack, Belcac, Belsack on uh, LinkedIn, and he's huge around, you know, uh, recruiting tips and going around your applicant tracking system to get a job and to kind of, you know, really stand out and demonstrate that you're successful. And he called it a value validation project, basically validating that you get the the company that you're going to and you can do the job like people can believe that Bethany or Alex can do the job. And I just I decided, okay, so I'm going to sell this job Docebo's hiring for is, you know, account executives selling into learning and development leaders uh, about a training software to help them, you know, get more people to take training, to love it, to really engage with it. So I'm like, let me interview people that have this software just at their competitors or something. What what are they doing? What what are their what advice would they have for for this company that I'm about to go into or what? What different, I asked them, about, I just interviewed them, right? And they told me all these great insights. And I took that, made a three or five minute video, and I sent that in to this company and did some light editing. And I'm like, you know, they, I'm like, hey, what'd you think about what so-and-so said in minute 153, where they talked about this specific issue that they're having with their current platform? Curious to get your thoughts. And people, and they were like, that's amazing. Like, I'll send you on to... To this person and that kind of started the i guess you know kind of them remembering who i was and then every interview hey thanks for that interview loved that question where you asked me about xyz that made me think about this a b and c just thought i'd make this video to show how i sell in my sales process and i eventually got the job you know i think they and they remember that three years later they're like you you said you were that guy that sent me those crazy videos and i'm like i am you're right thank you you know why didn't you hire me sooner you made me wait like four months, you know, to get the job. But anyways, like we, we won't talk about that. Yeah, it works. Yeah. And it's funny, like even hearing you say that, like our head of support, like that's how he got the job. Like there, we interviewed so many people and he was just constantly sending us videos. He's like, oh, I went in your platform. I found some things that could be improved. This is how I would document this if I was doing support for you. And you're like, done. Who are you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're already, you're already working for us. You were just not paying you. Now I feel guilty. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. So tell me about your role. Cause like for the people that are listening to this, they want to pull some things about like, how does a marketer use human connection and how they sell versus how, how now as an entrepreneur or, you know, did you, are you using human connection to sell certain things? Cause very, different processes, probably similar different things, because I bet you you'll say I- I'm doing some of the same things, but they're just in different ways. So how has that been different? Like how you've sold things as a marketer versus now how you've 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 sold things as an entrepreneur. And what are those things? What are some of those like situations if you kind of like throw out a few things and maybe if there's things that you've done 
that you think connect with people and, and, and what resonated with people. Um, yeah, I would love to kind of get in a, uh, just behind the scenes of kind of what your roles were, were like as a marketer and now as an entrepreneur. Yeah. So as a marketer, I really was able to sell on what I'm going to call the list level, right? Like as a marketer, you don't have the luxury of doing really that much one-to-one uh, with someone. Like maybe you're interviewing happy customers to learn about them and turn that into a use case that you can sell to other people. But it's it's really about trying to figure out how do I do things at scale? Like sales is talking to people, marketing, you're like, how do we make this massive approach and, and just use a lot of leverage, right? And so the key frameworks that I would use is trying to figure out you know, who's the right person, what's the right time, and then message them at that period. So, you know, not so much time-based, okay, it's been three months and I haven't talked to them. Like, you know, what are really more valuable cues that show me that they would be happy to receive a message at this time and not happy? So, you know, I've had the luxury of working at like product-led growth companies where you get to really see how people are engaging with like free or shorter versions of the product. Um, and then based on like usage data, be able to like drive an upsell from there. And like what I love about marketing is you're able to kind of set up these multi-stage funnel where you're like, all right, no one knows who we are yet. Like step one, educate them. What do we do? How do we help? And you're just trying to drive them to the free plan, give them value, 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 and educate the market. And then once they're in the free plan, then that's where you're, you get to like kind of control the user experience, help them find value. And then from there, you're trying to figure out all right, what's the best time to talk to them or introduce them to sales and, and have them kind of open the conversation to being on a higher paid plan or upgrading within the product. Um, so I guess the, the human part of that, again, just is like figuring out what people want um, and how you can give them content that people are happy to see and not yeah. just, hey, unsubscribe and tell you can reach out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Talk about like, how's, how's that changed as an entrepreneur? Like, what have you learned, you know, because they, in marketing school, I don't know if they're teaching you kind of, you know, the same types of skills, you know, maybe similar, but like you're having to get funding, you're having to get sponsors or you're having to get like, you know, integration partners and sell on that. And, you know, and, and as a, as a, as a company with, no one's ever heard of maybe in the early days. Like, how are you doing that? How are you connecting to people to get them to believe in you? Yeah. I mean, one key difference about being an entrepreneur versus like being a marketer is the marketer, it's a lot of optimization. You're like, all right, let's draw, let's draw out the perfect funnel. People are coming to the website and then we get them on the free plan. Then we get them to activate. And then we, right. It's like a beautiful funnel. And you're like, here's the whole, <laughs> how do I optimize? But with a startup, like you don't have a funnel, you don't have anything. You're really starting from ground zero. And this is just talking about the customer side of things, right? So, you know, you're really, it's way more personal. You're talking to people, you're trying to figure out what to build. You're trying to figure out like who your customer is and kind of like mix and match those and like wiggle into product market fit, which means it's like a lot less data driven and a lot more, hey, let me make sure I understand the need and what you really want and what we can build that's feasible. And that's just one side of sales. So that's like, sales. But then obviously fundraising, you know, you're selling your vision, recruiting, you know, you're selling your vision and trying to get other people to literally dedicate their lives, like, you know, for at least eight, probably closer to like 10, 12 hours a day to like build in the right direction and be aligned. Like that's, I mean, if that's not sales, I don't know what is. And 
you know, I'll also add, you know, you think of recruiting, getting people to join, but it, it doesn't stop once they're on the team. You have to constantly help people just be aligned around a vision. And I think that, you know, when it's in your head, it's, it's easy to forget that it's not in other people's heads and you just have to constantly like over communicate. This is what we're trying to do. This is why, this is why what you're doing is important and you should be excited about it and passionate about it. Um, and not just feel like it's a job. Cause you can't, you can't feel like it's a job to work in a startup. Like it's gotta be more than that. Yeah. What are like, I'm, I'm just fascinated about like how you convince somebody that, you know, maybe those first five employees, you know, to like a lot of times people come and go, I brought my team from XYZ company and they started it with me. And it's like, they know you, they know of you, but you know, what are, if you, if you could think back to some of those first conversations without like saying everything like what are some of the themes what are what are some of the things you're saying to 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 me as like hey i you know come join me as one of my first you know three people or even i don't know if you have like a first salesperson right like to to really say hey this is your this is your your you're a part of like the like growth and like i i i'm instilling confidence that like hey we're gonna get to these places. Cause you don't know, like you're still, it's a vision. Like you can't promise them anything. You can only promise them what the vision and the, and the, and the hard work you're putting in and all of that, but you're selling, selling something that doesn't exist yet. Uh, or, or it's, it does a little, it, the, the belief exists, but the, maybe the product or the end state or the goal doesn't exist yet. Right. For sure. And I would say when it comes to recruiting at an early stage startup, it's less about convincing people to join and more about finding alignment. Mm. And so what I do is I ask people, like, what are your personal goals? Like, what are you really trying to do? You know, what's next for you? Try to, you know, push a little bit, ask the same question from different directions to really understand. And then the key question is, and how to sense spark and what you're going to be doing mm. for us fit into that alignment for yourself. Mm. Yourself because you're not gonna like get someone who loves their cushy job at a big tech company to leave it like for a big rent. Like you're not gonna trick some like convince someone to do it. It's like, but like you might be like, well, you know, what do you really want? Oh, you want a leadership position? Like when are you gonna get a leadership position at Microsoft? Like 10 years. Okay, well, you know, maybe there's more to do right now. And you find the people who are excited to build. Um, who are who love different challenges, who love being part of a small, close-knit team where you feel important and or you are important. Like I remember telling we were 10 people, I remember just telling my team all the time, you are 10% of this company. <laughs> like if you leave, you know, if you if you like can't do something or like you're out, like that's 10% that's missing. And of course you gotta take vacation, you gotta do personal stuff and we'll cover for you. But like, yeah, your team's gonna cover when you're not there. And there's some people that would say, that's like too much pressure or they need more, they need more balance or they need different things. And that's totally fine. But you get people who are just super amped up and they want that and they want to be able to, to like grow faster, build faster, do more. And so the trick's kind of finding the right people and then, and then demonstrating like that's actually what they're going to get here. But I think if you don't try to trick people like, well, okay, they're going to start. It's immediately not going to work and just wasted everyone's time. Yeah. I want to go back to that. What you said, that key question, it's like, you're just basically putting it on them. Like you're not convincing them. You're not talking about you. You're not selling. You're just asking them, you know, what is your alignment? Like, what are, what are you, where are you looking to go in your career? What do you want? You know, like asking, like, what do you like want to achieve? Like, what are your goals? Like, where do you want to be? Like, what do you want out of, uh, 
a, a career or an employer or that? Like, what are those things? And then that, but then you connected it to, and like, you're not saying, okay, we can give you that. Like, perfect. That's awesome. You're asking them, like, how does SendSpark give alignment to that? Or where, where can we be aligned? Where, where can we help you get aligned to what you just said? And that let then, and I bet you people are like, I don't know, like, that's a good question. And then you're like, ooh, I don't know. Like, maybe they're not confident of what they want, you know? And, and they might not be. And, and so that's, that's why okay. you kind of yeah. ask the question in different directions and see. Because some people, well, okay, so the first is it's like, yes. And the reason is, of course, because then they're not working for SenseSpark. They're working for themselves and we're aligned. So that's magic. And a lot of people don't know. Like, if you were to ask most people, hey, what do you want out of life? Like, they're not. Not gonna know, or at least not like have a great answer off the spot. And if they do, and it's so polished, like, is that even the truth? So it's about really <laughs> trying to figure out, like, you know, what kind of, you know, what do they like about their last role? What are they looking for that's different? Like, you can be like, hey, what did you not like? What frustrated you? What would you do differently? Um, and then, yeah, try to try to really figure it out. Or you know, that's also kind of thing that maybe happens in the the happy hour after the interview too, to, to kind of dig in and. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, yeah, like a, a small stage company, people aren't like necessarily like, yeah, I'm working for your brand and your vision. And now I'm working for myself. If you can help me, you know, kind of just give me freedom and let me do my own thing. Like, I'll give you amazing work. I just don't want to be, you know, yeah, I just didn't like this corporate structure. I just didn't like the bureaucracy. I just I wanted to like voice an idea and have people listen, whatever that is. Like, you can learn that after asking that question. Right. I would think. All right. Well, cool. Like, so tell me a little bit about like, you know, help people that are listening to this. I, I want to take it from two perspectives, like different types of people, people that are in sales that are thinking about like, okay, they're hearing all about video and they, maybe they've done some to like a non-sales person that, like you said, maybe using it for a job, maybe even just using it to communicate ideas above. Like, cause I, I, I see, you know, the, a, a world where, um, you know, hey, within companies, because we're we're so remote, like what what company is, you know, is 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 every all hundred percent of the people in the office every day anymore, you know, ra- rarely, um, unless you're maybe hospitality or something like that. So talk to me about like the like the tactics that, you know, you think salesperson who's just starting out, like what are the things that could help them get started um, into, you know, creating and using video and maybe some examples of where you find it it's effective. And then I'd love to hear like somebody like that's just, you know, in the, in, in corporate America that maybe ways that they could bring and think of different ways that they could use video. Yeah. I I think first it comes down to the fact that like, what is video? It's a way to visually communicate information. That's really powerful. Um, So like keep that in the back of your head and then the Mm -hmm. advice, well, what are, what are you trying to get out of whatever you're doing? You're trying to get a job. You're trying to get a promotion. You're trying to like push a product project that you know is going to be good. You're trying to make a sale. Like that's what you're trying to do. No one cares, right? What the other person who's watching your video cares about is what's in it for them. What's the value? So just when you're when you're on camera, when you're making your video, you should really be thinking about what is it that they want to see. If you're applying for a job, like how are you helping the company? And I, I think that this is something I know I did wrong when I was first applying for jobs out of school okay. All right. versus now that I get a lot of applicants I see is like when you, when I was like first applying, I would read 
the job description and think that they were looking for the traits in the job description. Um, but like, they're not really, they're looking for the metrics associated with that job. Like if you're in sales, your job is to drive revenue. It doesn't matter that you're like a hard worker or whatever. Write down, you don't need to be like, I'm a hard worker. You'd be like, I'm going to make you money. <laughs> right. And so with video, you want to be able to communicate the what's in it for them and then show, show more with it. Maybe you're pulling up in your videos, you're applying for a job, some like metrics or a project you did before. You don't want to go like, you can't go too long. So it's just like the little highlight. Hey, check this screenshot. I was the top performing rapper. I did this the best, you know, whatever you're narrating your story. Um, but you want to think if your story is to show the what's in it for them, the video is the visual way to do that. And then. Mm. So yeah, come up with like a theme or a story, kind of like what I'm going to say, what's the, what's in it for them. And then the, just the video is walking them through that story. Um, do you have any like guides of like how, how, like when does video get to be too long where people check out? Do you have any stats or like opinions on that? I know they're at, at different parts of a different process or LinkedIn versus, you know, what you're doing, you know, that sort of thing. I, you, you could probably that there's some nuance there, but just overall general, like what we want to see when we're clicking into a video. Yeah, I think. I mean, what I always tell people is every 10 seconds buys you your next 10 seconds. Um, that's the the rule I learned from startup pitching and it applies to video. Like if you're if you're not making a point or something interesting for 10 seconds, like they're gone. Um, so, you know, that might mean you only have 10 seconds <laughs> if you don't like hook them in and stay, stay engaging. But I would say just a general rule, if it's like, let's say it's cold, like you're reaching out for a job or doing a pitch or it's something you don't have any existing conversation or rapport, really 30 seconds, maybe 40, but like stick in that like 20 to 40 second range. If it's like internal and you're trying to show, you know, why something you believe is important, like you can definitely talk longer, but not too long. I had, I remember someone on my team sent out like a 20 minute video to everyone. I was like, what are you doing? Like, no, <laughs> like we record and make it short or like edit it out or something. But um, yeah, I think if it's internal, maybe like five minutes would be okay. But but really for cold, you want to say like 30, 40 seconds. Wow. Less than a minute. Okay. Okay. Um, well, let's, uh, before I, like we kind of end off things, what about that? Like non-seller, what if that, like somebody's listening to this and maybe they're a teacher, maybe they're in graphic design, they're an architect. They're just like, I don't know, maybe, maybe this isn't your core business model, but like if, if video can, you know, grab a human connection in sales, I have to imagine there's other sales situations. Obviously, we've talked about recruiting and and getting a job. That's obvious to me. Like you're standing out, and and I liked what you said. Video is just you know it's a visual way to communicate a message, right? And it's it's powerful. It can break through words. It can you know show personality. It can show um, you know like uh, communication styles, and it can show a lot of things that just standard text and and obviously you know calling can't. What about like, have you seen anybody or people using the product that, yeah, might might be just using it to communicate internal ideas or maybe pitch like startup, you know, founders or things like that? What are what are some uncommon ways that are people using your product that you didn't realize before you set out, you know, on on your journey? Yeah, Um, we see a lot of founders. I want to answer this. I mean, this is for sales as well as non-sales people. I think when you think of like sales, you often think of like pitching and that very first touch. 
Um, but that's just what's opening the conversation. Like the sale's not done. And, you know, whether it is direct sales or any of the use cases, you know, if you say something, the person's going to respond with their objections, right? And salesperson, you know, about objection handling. And I think that's a really good use case for video as well. So maybe you say, you know, hey, we help people with X, Y, Z and, you know, that you're the person. The person might be like, well, why won't I just do Y or... You know, does it really help you or, well, have you thought about this other risk or something? And then video can be a really good way to, to respond to that and show um, just why, like solidify what why what you said is true. I've seen this like with founders fundraising, you know, they'll reach out to investors and maybe they're not doing video or they have a call. And then after, you know, the investor's like, well, this looks really good, but I'm concerned about competition or is the market size really big enough? And you make a video and you're like, hey, this is how we think about market size. Hey, I know we have competitors in the space. That's because people want the product and other people know that. But this is what we know that our competitors don't know. And so if you can make these bite-sized videos and record those and send those off, um, that's going to help. That's going to go a long way too. It's not the first touch of the pitch, but it's kind of deeper into the conversation. Yeah. I, I have to imagine you've sent, I mean, it would be a great way to like obviously sell the product too is in your process of fundraising and stuff like that and just getting integration partners that you're sending videos like after every conversation and just kind of picking out certain things that were interesting or maybe you're telling customer stories within that 30 or 45 seconds is, you know, is that what I would see if I was seeing like early stage Bethany? I mean, you're still kind of growing, but like the earliest stage of the company, like what? Yeah, just a lot of video follow-ups. Also random use case. Uh, so you have follow-ups and then like thank yous kind of yeah. related, but like, yeah. kind of different. And that just reminded me, uh, I got married about two years ago. And after our wedding, my husband and I recorded video thank you notes for everyone because oh, wow. it just it felt on brand and like people love them. Like, you know, everyone was like, the family was like texting out, oh, how did you get your video? And, <laughs> and then you said, you probably said like certain things about the wedding or you said, you know, it was, it was made for them. You're like, okay, they didn't. They didn't just like write a like a generic thank you from the wedding. You know, we've all gotten those like and they're fine. They're great. But like you're like, OK, and then you throw it away. But like that's something that lives on like you could 10 years later, you can bring back. Remember when you sent me this and you talked about like my dance moves or, you know, like. Yeah. And, and how we, drunk like, I got or I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Like we're like on the couch, my husband and I are on the couch, like laughing and like appreciating people and like there's just cool to capture and you're yeah. right like we'll probably look at that too and yeah. a year and be like oh that was, now we remember who gave us the gifts and like look how happy we were yeah or like you know you're open as you're that's not a bad idea actually for people that are getting married like watch yourself un open their gifts open the the envelopes like and just videotape that and be like hey we're about to open your gift no way or wow thank you or like this is awesome. Like you didn't have to, like we already have so much money, but thanks. And like, you know, like it, it all goes to the same goals. It goes to the great place. We're going to buy X, Y, Z with this. This is awesome. You know, whatever. It's like a, a moment in time. Yeah. Well, well, cool. Like, um, you know, as we kind of like end off, I'm curious, like, um, to you, uh, like, what is, what do you think? Like, what, Tell me like what, what if you could like kind of fast forward into the future, you know, maybe even a long time from now, 10 years from now or whatever, how are, how are, how are we communicating? What's your hope that people are, you know, doing with video differently than you know, maybe they are today? Like, what are, what do you think are some things that 
we don't use today with video that maybe we might use like in the future in the, in the workplace? Yeah. I think it, it's gonna be more on like helpful content, like basically the right content delivered at the right time. That's really helpful. I think there, you know, there's a lot of time where maybe you just want help. Like you've been talking to support, you're really frustrated and you just like want to be helped right now. And, you know, you don't want to schedule a call in a week. You don't want to talk to a bot. Like you just want the answer. Yeah. And so I think that's going to become like more normalized. And I think a lot of that like could be, you know, could be automated or even like maybe a little automated, a little personalized, kind of find the right blend there. Um, but I think it's about like, how do we be really helpful and get like help people consume information in the way they want. And like, mm. you know, they say mm. like 80% of the web traffic is video. Like people want to watch videos. Um, but how do we make sure like no one wants to watch a long video, no one wants to get a video and then click and try to find the right spot in the middle. So it's just about getting like the really tailored right content at the right time in a way that solves your, your problem. And, yeah. You know, I was like, yeah, I was going to your website and I was like watching some videos, how to get started. And I'm like, this would be freaky if I clicked something and it'd be like, hey, Al, and like it's your face. And it's like, hey, Alex, great to have you. Like, here's how you get started or whatever. I'm like, it's not going to be. But like, I could see that's like maybe the next thing, you know, like actually no, no, we'll have saying that someone's name, you know, we're no, we're working on it now. We just don't have it on the website yet. So you can do that in email. Uh, oh, with interesting. You can create the videos and then. Basically, you create one video, you use placeholders for their first name, and we clone your voice, and then you send them off an email, and it's personalized. We just haven't, we just literally haven't connected it to our website yet, but yeah. Soon so, like, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, for everyone, I'm going to be, like, testing this out. I mean, maybe we can work something in the show notes, and we'll have links, and maybe work something out with Bethany to, you know, get get you started on, on testing this out, because I'm, I'm just excited to, like, yeah, clone my voice. I'm sending a voice, like... Uh, you know, one video and then, you know, um, multiple people can get it, but it's personalized to them and they don't really know that, you know, it was, you know, produced, um, you know, at scale or anything like that. Cause it's to solve a certain thing. It's certain type of use case or maybe a follow-up from a demo or a thank you. There's all sorts of things. So it's just a great, um, I, I, I've, I've really found the idea like really awesome to, to kind of, uh, yeah, personalize video and make it like way much, way more easier to, to kind of get out there. So for sure. And it's, it's like not just your name. Cause I think sometimes people hear that and they're like, oh, well, like, no, oh, that's you easy know, to that's do. Yeah. Or it can be, like, I don't know, but it's about really getting the right information. Like it's data enriched videos. It's taking a video that would be a generic welcome video. That's like, Think of like United Airlines. Oh, we all welcome you to fly with us. It's like, no, it's like we're saying your name. We understand your use case, what you're trying to do. And you get the right video. You sign up for an app and right away it's like the right video with exactly the information you need. And you're like, cool, I feel understood. I'm going to go forward. And, you know, also if you have a question, you know, maybe that video wasn't made for you any more than your automated welcome email was. And maybe you know that because it's just normal and everyone's doing it. But you still know if I respond, that's the face I'm talking to. And that's yeah. kind of cool. And that's, yeah. that's been. I, I think of so many different use cases for this. I, I love it. So, all right. We always end off on something fun. It's a fun question just to humanize our guests. And, and you've, you've given us a lot, Bethany. So this is a fun story. I love your, those of you that can't see, Bethany's behind her has this awesome, like, kind of like, 
kind of, I don't know if it's like a rug, art rug or, or something like that. It's like really cool. Yeah, it's really fun. But anyways, um, this is just a fun question about you. So Bethany, if I asked your husband, your closest friends, people that know you the, the best, what is just something about Bethany that is just so totally her? It's something that maybe would only happen to her. It's only something that she does. What are they going to tell me? What are what are what is just so totally you? They're going to say I'm really lucky. I'm, really, I'm, I'm really lucky. Uh, so my nickname growing up, my dad called me Plumpkin. I, I was a, a little plump baby. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus! So, <laughs> he calls me Lucky the Plump. My, like my husband will tell you I'm lucky. In college, my friend said I had like Bethany magic because like whatever I wanted to happen would just happen. It still does. Like I don't know what it is. I just I'm really lucky. That that that's amazing. We got to go to Vegas sometime and let's like yeah. uh, go crazy and test that luck. Um, I don't know if it applies to gambling. Like I have, <laughs> I've not tested it. I'm not a big gambler. I think people think startup people are risky. I would say we're not like, or, you know, we're more risk averse than people give us credit for. But I think, um, I, I don't know. I feel like I can manifest certain things to happen. So. Well, maybe that's some luck, but, um, what is the quote? Like, you know, um, you know, lucky, um, you know, kind of favors the people that, you know, have effort and skill and, and put them in conditions where luck can find them or something. So, um, well, I, um, uh, I, have enjoyed talking to you so much. Where can people, where, where, where can people find out more about SendSpark, connect with you, maybe send you a video, that sort of thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm really active on LinkedIn. So I, I think that's a good place to start. My name is Bethany Stackenfeld and I'm the only one on LinkedIn as far as I know. Um, so feel free to message me there and you can also send me an email. My email is Bethany at SendSpark.com. Cool. All right. Bethany Stackenfeld. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me here. This was great. Awesome. Hey, gang. All right. Wow. You made it to the end. I know your time is valuable, so thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending your time here with me. If you heard a quote you liked, got a quick bit of value, or you have an idea that can help convince others to join, I urge you to take a minute and leave a five-star rating and review. That helps us gain influence and bring some really great guests on to add even more value to you and others. You can also always contact me directly to tell me your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you. All my info is in the notes. Let's help convince anyone that they have the ability to sell well just by being great humans. And this podcast is proof. All right. See you on the next episode of Stories of Selling Human.